When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team to the path of the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all of the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team. And remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% of what you put down. BetOnline, the game starts here. Welcome, everyone. It is a weekend edition of the Fly Guys podcast. Justin Goodart alongside Cameron Klein. Cameron, what a phenomenal week for the Philadelphia Flyers. They get a great win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then they march into Washington, take a 2-0 lead. Hold on is what I should be saying right now, but the Flyers (laughs) did not do that, and they give up five unanswered goals to one of the worst teams in the Metropolitan Division, including uh, Ovechkin's 17th of the year. He's only like 60 away now from Gretzky and the Flyers take what was a beautiful win against the Tampa Bay Lightning and flush it down the toilet. We're jumping right into it, people. Cameron, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't want to ask. I don't want to see how any of us are doing because I know how we're doing. Yeah. I'm frustrated. I am so beyond frustrated with last night's performance that it just it inspired me to, to just go to bed with nothing. No, no heater on. No, I didn't get a drink before bed. I don't really drink much alcohol anyway. I didn't eat anything. I was just angry. I was angry at the Flyers because it was the worst performance of the season, bar none. Ugh. Yeah, they they looked last night like how I look right now, like shit. Okay, it's terrible. <laughs> it was it's terrible. I mean, dude, I don't know how I like. The bags under my eyes, and my wife got me these little like like bag remover eye mask things that probably are used for middle schoolers, but she got them for me for Christmas. Haven't used them, still haven't used them. Typical typical white guy, haven't used them. Typical guy thing. You just you complain about a thing, your wife or or some other friend gets somebody to fix it, and you just don't do it. You just don't do it because that's life. And then you complain about it. You just complain about it. You know, but. I'm not here to call, complain about my face. I'm here to complain about the Flyers. Um, yeah, dude, that was, I, I would, I, you know, I guess you'd have to go back throughout the season to kind of really look at all the games to say which is the worst, but this is up there. Um, you can't lose that game at this point. You cannot no. lose that game. Not the way that they did. No. And it was just, the most frustrating part was it seemed to me every time the Capitals were scoring, it was them beating us on the four check mm-hmm. in the Flyers that, zone. That The Capitals beating the Flyers on the four that can't happen. Can't happen, dude. Not with not that with this is team. Unacceptable Mm-mm. to be beaten like that by mm. a team that, quite frankly, gets their bell rung almost every game when it comes to the four check. Yeah, they they have this this. I, I, I'm about. I, I can't. I, you know what? I'm going to sound really just petty and haterish if I say <laughs> anything. But 
listen, the only reason why you'd watch the Capitals has had a bad season. Okay, he has. <laughs> I get it that he's scored like 600 goals against the Flyers alone in his career. In fact, all 835 of his goals actually probably come against Philadelphia anyway. But you're up two nothing after the first period. A, you know what? A good team says it's over. You're not winning this game. Especially a team that you, even though you're better than, you're still competing within the standings, and you didn't take this one into into overtime or a shootout, so you don't even get the pity point out of it. You just straight, straight up get out-muscled for two points. One of the most disappointing, one of the most frustrating performances of the season completely undoes the beauty of what uh, uh, yeah. uh, Tuesday was. Does, yeah. Completely undoes it. They, they, they have the home game. The lights go out. It's kind of weird. Bobby Brink scores the first goal in his first game called up. Bobby Brink scored last night. It was beautiful. And you know what? Goal. I almost feel bad for Bobby Brink because he's getting yelled at and everything. But here's what I'll say about that. For those who get upset when John Twitter yells at a player, you know what? I'd still rather have that than what we've had in the past where no player is held accountable or anything like that. People talk about how Sean Couturier's ice time is down. What's well, because Sean Couturier has not been playing that great of late. Okay. So get off with the whole soapbox about, oh, he yelled at a player that I like. Don't care. I don't care. I think no one should care when a player gets yelled at because ultimately it's you're not getting yelled at. It's not like Tortorella <laughs> came out of the TV and yelled at you like, hey, Justin, why are you wearing a red shirt on the night that we're playing the Capitals, you idiot? Like, you know, he's not doing that. So get over this whole soapbox of that. You don't want to see a player that you like, a player that you want to see develop, get yelled at. Because ultimately, getting yelled at is being held accountable for the things that you're not doing. And listen, I didn't. I don't know much about, you know, coaching and all that stuff. I've never been a coach in a day in my life. I don't know about X's and O's in hockey. I like the one three one. That's probably my favorite, you know, because of the Tampa Bay Lightning Philadelphia Flyers game like 15 years ago now. So I just, I just can't stress this enough. I don't care that Bobby Brink got yelled at. I don't care that they took a 2 nothing lead. I don't care that they scored on the power play. I don't care. It was just a horrible performance and one that's really frustrating because, again, they're better than Washington. Yeah. Another team they've lost to that they're just, quite frankly, better than. Keith Jones, what more do you need to say? Sal, Sal, there's no re- – I we already knew you weren't buying, but don't stand I'm- pat. Get what you can for these players. Sell. Uh, I mean, <laughs> get them all out. This is just the most Justin episode we've had since joining Broad Street Hockey. Of just, <laughs> I want everyone. I want Walker gone. I want Sealer traded. All right. I want to see what you can get for Cam Atkinson, which is nothing at this point. All right. Guess what, Lawton? Maybe he'll get me a first. I just, I need draft picks. And I think it was, I think it was what, like one that's always like, yeah, I know how I normally am. Okay, I know how I normally am. I was gonna say, I was like, I think it was three, three episodes ago. You you said, and I think I quote, I certainly ain't selling. I don't know if I'm buying, but I ain't selling. (laughs) Today it's it's yeah, get rid of all of them. I'm blowing up like a Roman candle this morning. Sell them all at discount pricing. I don't get no. Don't do that. No, 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 no. no. Don't don't sell at discount pricing because you should be able to get like Sean Walker has been. You know, scored a couple goals over the last couple games. Again, I really do think you can get a good deal. I don't want to. Did you see the reported figure on Nick Sealers and Sean Walker's contract extension talks? They're talking in the three to four million dollar range, and I'm like, no, no, not into that. I'm not feeling an Andrew McDonald situation all over again. I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. Like I, I've I've seen I've seen rumors of the numbers. 
Nick Sealer, uh, you know, I loved his last contract. I've come around on Nick Sealer. I would, I would, I wouldn't give him three million. Sorry, Nick. No, I, I would. Not. He's a two he's, and a half. Is a, I think two and a half is a good deal for Nick Sealer. I think for a guy that was like essentially when he got here. Call what? me conservative, but that I mean, I'd even say that's a that's a more than generous deal. Sorry. For a guy that was depending on, on how long legs, he's going to be here, he was on his last legs when he got here. Like it was like, okay, if this doesn't work out, Nick, you're probably not, you know, probably going to be a career AHLer, or you'll have might have to go overseas to play. Find second life with the Flyer. I, I, you know, this isn't this isn't to say that Nick Sealer should be ungrateful. Like I, you should fight for the contract that you think you deserve. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this isn't a yeah. The Flyers also have a future to think about. And if Nick Sealer wants to get a three, four million dollar deal, that might not be with the Philadelphia Flyers. It shouldn't it shouldn't be with the Philadelphia Flyers. Let's be Yeah, he frank like he like you said, he perhaps has earned that, but with the direction that I feel that the Philadelphia Flyers are going in right now, that signing him to an you know, a four year, two and a half million dollar deal, well, that's not too bad. But a three four year, three million dollar deal, it it doesn't really quite quite yeah, makes sense no offense well with what we're trying to do he's, here he's um, 30 man he's 30 and like you said he's had this resurgence of a career in his career which is great that's amazing it's a great story i'm super super happy for him he should feel incredibly proud for what he's done in his life a lot of people can't say they've done what nick sealer has done um but again like you said it, it doesn't make sense to sign a 30 30 year old defenseman to you've a four-year, five-year contract over with, with over $15 million of value. It doesn't make any sense. You've got two defensemen, Cameron. One is 29 in Sean Walker. The other is 30 in Nick Sealer. They are playing worlds above their heads right now. Or at least we, in Sean Walker's case, we think he's playing worlds above his head. Yes. We didn't know much about him before he yeah. got here. Yeah, you sell. The whole, like, they lost to the Capitals. You can't lose that game if you want to be a legitimate playoff contender. And I, I mean, it's I, it's it's also not even just that one game though. Too, it's like there's that we talked about uh, the injuries before. Yeah. Travis Konechny is going to be out, you know, for for some time. Yada yada yada. There's it's a laundry list of re- reasons, right? Like I I just want to jump in and be like, it's not just this one Capitals game that's making Justin go go aggro and be like, we need to sell everything. That was just kind of to me the the final push. It was this kind of final thing, a, another reminder in this past month or so. That this team's not, they're not there yet. And that's okay. And that's okay. Right. We knew that. We knew that, that. We knew they were not there yet. We were evaluating, evaluating, evaluating. We were trying to see, do we want to make this push to try to make the playoffs this year? I think they could still make the playoffs this year. But we all we also know they're not going to do a whole lot. And that's okay, too. You have this golden opportunity where you have two guys who, as you put it, are playing above their ability at the age of 30. You can get something for them. Mm-hmm. Get something for them. And I'm not saying Nick Sealer necessarily. You can try to find a way to make that work. I like Nick Sealer. I wouldn't mind sticking him around. I feel like he's earned that. But again, depending on the price, if you can get something for him, get something for him. You're not going to have that opportunity again. Keith Jones. Yeah. Well, firstly, Cameron's right. Cameron's 100% right. And Keith Jones kind of was teasing the fans on, I guess he was on WIP uh, the other morning. And because he used to be on the show a lot mm-hmm. when. Um, the uh, Cataldi, Angelo Cataldi was still. Yeah, he was he was yeah. part of the show. He was point. part of the show, yeah. and um, he was kind of teasing the fans. He kind of joked about the idea of not selling and you know like going away from like the plan and everything. Which obviously he's just joking, like or at least I I hope he's joking. I'm sure he was joking. Um, but like 
if you needed games to prove to you that this is the year to sell and tear it down, you had a 7-6 disappointing loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins, a team that you're just quite frankly better than. You've already had losses this year where you've blown a 2-0 lead against the Columbus Blue Jackets. What are we doing? And the Ottawa Senators, again, up 3-1 to one in the third period. You, you butchered that one. Mm-hmm. At home. At home. Claude's house. Um, We're going to find out today if it still gonna, is. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right, Cameron. We play today. I forgot. <laughs> because I don't. Granted, I was so mad about this loss last night. Mm-hmm. For every reason that you just said, though, and it makes sense, no Travis Konechny, no Rasmus Ristolainen, although he's sucked for two months, no Jamie Drysdale, who, you know, so far has, he's got a lot of growing to do, but he's 21 not, people. He's still, 21. knock on wood, though, because the, the kid showed enough, and I, I just don't want him out forever, man. Like, it's the same yeah. shoulder it, it going on. Yeah. Go on. No, listen. I think we all have Ryan Ellis t- PTSD, okay? I think a lot of Big us time. have that Big in time. the back of our heads, and we're just terrified that something bad's going to happen. But, quite frankly, other guys have stepped up this season to make you believe that they're that the that the nucleus of a team that will be good in a matter of years is here. Tyson Forrester has been great since he's come back. Joel Farabee has had a really good season. He's in a bit of a slump right now. Uh, Owen Tippett kind of a broke out of a slump last night with a power play goal. Owen's been great. I, I love this this young core that they have assembled. Morgan Frost, he's probably like the biggest like headline story of the season. Bobby Brinks had two goals since he came back. I know he got yelled at last night. I know that he had a bad play. I don't care. He's, he's had two goals since he came back. And quite frankly, you're asking Bobby Brink to score goals. You're not asking him to play lights out defense. Tyson Ford to play lights out defense if you need a forward to play defense. But, man, man, some other guys just aren't putting it in the back of the net or aren't doing it up. Couturier, glad you're the captain. But, man, you have he has looked slow. And... Dare I say, Cameron, he did have the back surgery, and it might have been a little bit, we might have been a bit optimistic that he could sustain his early successful season play for an 82-game stretch. I think the guy could use a day off, if I'm being if I'm being frank. Maybe. Maybe. There's absolutely that's absolutely something that could that could be true. Um I don't I wouldn't like to to think that that's the case because I I love the guy. Um, Me too. Oh, listen, but no, I, I also think that it's that they gotta bench him for play. I'm saying the guy might be tired. The guy might. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say. Yeah, like it's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to have him sit down for yeah a game or two. But it's it's hard to do that though now that he's captain. You know, it's it's kind of hard to do that. Um, and and again, hockey's hockey's weird. It's it's hard to also tell a player that hey, I think you should sit down for... They're not basketball players. I mean, they played in the bubble during 2020 for free, technically. They they literally paid without pay. Yeah. And the NHL was like, well, we can pay you when we can. And players were like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a different breed. So it's, you know, it, it's it's hard to do that. But I, I I agree with you. I do agree with you. You're coming off... This is your first full season back. Coming off of a, of a bad back surgery on the wrong side of 30. I'm sure it is exhausting, dude. I'm sure it is, but uh, yeah. So I don't know, but to go uh, really quick, I just wanted to pull up this story. Yeah. Well, cause I, I just, you bringing up the Bobby Brink thing and him getting yelled at and I get it. I get why people are upset. They don't like people getting yelled at cause they're thinking themselves. They see themselves getting yelled at. Like you said, you know, it's not you that he's yelling at. Uh, this is one of my favorite sports stories. 
You know a wide receiver named Austin Cooley or Colley? C-O-L-L-I. Oh, Austin, yeah, he played a long time for the Indianapolis Colts. For the Indianapolis Colts, that's right. Now, unfortunately, his career was cut short due to head, head, head injuries. Excuse me. But there's a story where he one time caught a one-handed catch, right? Peyton Manning threw to him early on. He was a rookie. Catch this a spectacular one-handed catch. But he only used one hand to catch it. Peyton Manning, after he caught the ball, and great, oh, we're all celebrating, great, huge play, super highlights, going to be on ESPN. Peyton Manning went up to him and said, if you ever catch a ball with one hand well, again, I will not throw it to you. <laughs> he did not play the rest of that game. <laughs> I think I remember this story, actually. But it's a lesson. This. It's a lesson. And this is kind of like Bobby Brink scores a goal last night. Awesome. That's great. That's great. But if you're not going to forecheck, get on the bench. That goal is great, but you're not going to get a goal every night. No. But if you're not forechecking every night, you're going to lose every single night. Mm-hmm. So as much as it's like, you know, oh, I don't, we don't want them being tough. We don't. It's sports. It's hockey. It is what it is. And like we said a thousand times, they're trying to establish this, this, this reputation, this, this style of play. You have to, you have to hold players accountable to that. It comes from discipline. And your goal was great, Bobby. I loved it. Four check. Four check or sit your ass down. And by Sorry. the way, to anyone that's listening to Cameron and thinking, what about Cam Atkinson being in a month-long slump and he's not the best defense? Stop with the whataboutisms. Cam Atkinson's 32 years old, and he's already been benched earlier this season. So don't yeah. think that Tortorella won't hold a guy accountable, even if it's a guy that he has personally loved coaching. So and that's, don't give me that's, the whataboutisms. That doesn't excuse Bobby Brink not forechecking. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, here's here's my old man dad hat. I don't play what aboutism. No. Don't worry about what the other guy's doing. Worry about what you're doing. It's again, if you're not, I don't, okay. Cameron, and I know that you're frustrated too, because I know I'm not exactly talking to you. I'm talking to anyone out there that might not care about what happened last night. And if you don't care what happened last night because you're like, well, this team's not good enough anyway, I, okay, fine. I, I, I can't fully argue with you. But There's the door, bitch. Get out. <laughs> There's the door. Cameron, did you enjoy when the Flyers beat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime earlier this year, four to three? Oh, big time. Yeah, did that was you fun. enjoy when they? Uh, let's see. What's what's another really good win that we've had? Oh, when they beat the Los Angeles Kings in Los Angeles. When they've beaten the Vancouver mm-hmm. Canucks twice this year. Yeah. The Colorado Avalanche game in Colorado. Mm, fun. Pretty good game, right? Um, when they beat the Florida Panthers, right? They beat the big, that was the big. Did you enjoy those things? Big, yeah. Big okay, time. great. So I, I don't like know yep. how your and how anyone's brain could work when you can enjoy such wonderful wins, and when you see the team play this complete game, if a loss like that doesn't drive you out of your mind. <laughs> and that yeah, loss just, drove me out of my mind last night. Yeah, you just got to compartmentalize it. It gets to a point where it's like I. For me, again, being a Miami Dolphins fan, it's easier for me to do this, but um, just because of years of practice, you just get to a point in the game where it just goes, just is what it is. Yeah. You just got to erase, erase yeah. the whiteboard and move on. But, like, Cameron, sure, during during the Dolphins season, I know for a fact, even if you didn't let, let it out in front of me, there had to have been at least one time this season where, you know, you thought they should have played better, the Dolphins, and you were and and you just throw your hands down by your sides because you're just that frustrated because you you've seen you've enjoyed such oh they scored seventy points against the Denver Broncos and then fill their pants to the stockings with with a loss like they get blown out against Buffalo. Like, yeah, it, you it can't was the most joy. 
it was hands down the most frustrating season yeah. for me as a Dolphins fan, which is the, their most successful season, which is really ironic. Um, but yeah, yeah, is. absolutely. No, absolutely. You can't enjoy greatness if frustrating results do not drive you crazy. They're playing a game. Okay, they're playing tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I'm going to guess Felix Sandstrom is going to start against the uh, Ottawa Senators. Be kind of crazy. Assume. So the Flyers went all in yesterday to get two points out of the weekend because back-to-back you ask for two. I don't know what I expect out of Felix Sandstrom, but I know what I expect out of these players, these skaters tonight. They better f- who I'm <laughs> they better forecheck. They better put the damn puck in the back of the net or else I want Tortorella benching bodies left and right. I don't care if I see Nick Delorier with 15 minutes on ice time. If someone is doing something to deserve their benching, then yeah, they should lose their 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 shifts. I I I watched the most stupendous Highlight. It was posted on Instagram yesterday. A, a throwback, 2011. Peter Laviolette lo- yelling oh, at the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Yelling at the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've if seen it. I've seen it pop up on my Instagram like, multiple times. Don't do this. Then you're not going to like your ice time. And I'm sure John Tortorella does not far too fall or fall too far from the same tree that Peter Laviolette comes from. Yeah, so for all of you that are upset about John Torella, you know, being upset with Bobby Brank and how he how he handled that, if you oh, love yeah. that 2011-2012 team, well, watch, watch Road to the Winter Classic 24-7 if you can find it. I'm sure there's enough episodes on YouTube for you to get a good grasp of Peter Laviolette's coaching style and just how tough he could be. I mean, and, and we him love and Tortorella, Bob. both of them, we from thought that he documentary. We thought like, he shouldn't they, have been fired three games into the season, right? No, I agree. I would agree with you. I think they were very yeah. premature with that, but I, they were premature with a lot of coaches. I feel like, um, but yeah, both of those coaches they turned grown men into puddles, into puddles, just by ripping into them. But I, what I love about that Peter Laviolette clip, clip is how how he just starts so calmly, like right here, and then he just goes, "What the?" F-? and just it just goes from one it's, to ten immediately. Like- it's such an emphatic F word bomb. Like he real like he puts everything he's got into it. It's great. What it's the, great. Is the excuse tonight? What's the difference now? No. We said yeah. Boston was one off. Like I was I was laughing on my drive home because I was imagining my father talking to me and my brother, right? When he would when he would give us a task of something to do at the house that we had never done before and him coming home. I imagine that's what it must have been like in the locker room last night when John sort of walked in. Because my dad, it would just he would just come home and just be like, I mean, I mean, I mean, Christ, guys, come on, you're better than that. What are we doing here? Like that was it. That camera, that extra mind. I'll tell you this story because now you've re- now you've just unlocked a core memory for me. <laughs> I remember I must have been ten years old at the time, and I'm really about to expose. Well, not expose, but like kind of shed light as to who my father is. Cameron knows a little bit about Mr. Goodhart. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But my dad comes home from work one day, and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I gre- greeted him in the garage, and he was annoyed about something. And I think I just kind of like lost my patience a little bit, and I said something. Oh, it was because like the house didn't look that that good, and <laughs> I guess dad. It was during the summertime, so my dad had expected the three of us, you know, Grant, Alex, and I, to all, you know, do our part around the house. <laughs> and I said something like. The house doesn't look even that bad. And I watch him turn around and look at me. And he got, I mean, 
it must have been only a few inches from my nose. He goes, he goes, there's a cup over here. A cup over here. A blanket over. Like he is just like he's <laughs> screaming in my face about everything that is wrong with the house, and I just white, white in the face, like oh, oh no, I have been served. And he then storms by me, goes into the house. <laughs> my brother Scranton Alex to come out. They go, what did you say? He's thinking <laughs> so loudly. So that's what I imagine these players must feel absolutely, like you said. There's a deep affinity of of fathers getting angry. I, it's so funny because of I have so you know we have so much related memories of of, of angry dad. I think. I think I have more photos. I, I, I this is gonna. This will either be really funny to you out there, or you'll be like, "Oh, that's kind of sad." I have more <laughs> photos of my dog than my father's ever looked at me. I think <laughs> definitely more photos of that's... my dog than my father's ever smiled at me. <laughs> Doesn't smile whole time. Just you know. Stands at, you know, sits on the couch, recliner up, watching The Closer or The Mentalist, whatever show might be on uh, <laughs> our TV. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He just looks at me. He goes, he goes, he'll get, he'll like, he'll do like his little sigh, sits up, pauses Holy the shit, TV. Dude. And it's up, Justin. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. I thought we'd catch up. Your mother's upstairs. <laughs> Puts the, gets the <laughs> volume back up. <laughs> just the, the fact that you, it was cable television, The Closer, The Mentalist. Yeah, dude, my dad, my dad, he'll call me up. I've been watching this good show. Dude, it's good, man. It's, um, they, they got everything. They got this, they got that. It's called 911. It's called, <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. He doesn't watch 911. I'm making fun of my dad. He actually, he actually has a pretty good taste in, in television shows. I, I'll be honest. My dad doesn't have the worst taste, but like the thing about my father is once he likes a show, what he does is he proceeds to watch it. 6,000 times. He will go through the entire, like, cause you know, and again, these networks, these cable networks, and I mean, who I'm right. Who still has cable? Am I right? Um, they'll loop the seasons. They obviously loop yeah. the seasons over the course of however many months. And I'm telling you, I've watched, and there are some good ones. Like I've watched Seinfeld probably four times over. Mm-hmm. And that's a great show. It's a phenomenal show. And if you think it's a bad show, screw you. You don't know what comedy is. Larry David and giant J- Jerry Seinfeld clear over anything you've ever done. Um, but with certain shows, the closer, for example, uh, I've seen enough of it where I'm just like, all right, the show is extremely mediocre. Got eight seasons. So who the hell am I? But like, I don't need to, every time I would come home, it's seemingly, I, I feel like my dad's watched the same episode five times and he's just sitting there. He's acting like he's watching it for the first time, but then he'll turn and he goes, watch this. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, obviously something's coming. <laughs> I love, I love the dad thing of explain, and I do it too, explaining to you what's about to happen, or like telling you to like, like pay attention here, pay attention to this. It's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> now I, the I, cool I, moment's not the cool moment because you just told me the cool moment's coming. I, like, for that reason, I can't I, wait to be a father so I can do that to you know to my child. You know, oh like, yeah, you know they're sitting on the couch and we're watching. I don't know, iCarly, and I'm like, watch this. This hammer is. About to fly off Spencer's wheel, and it's going to almost kill Carly. Oh, cool. Uh, I was kind of excited to maybe see that there, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me explain to you why this is important, because I know your silly little brain can't not possibly pick it up. Couldn't possibly pick it up. Speaking of picking it up, and... Uh, <sighs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, this isn't happening, but it's something that almost happened, and I wanted to get 
see what you thought about this. Okay. For those who don't know, we're off the rails. We're off the rails. Oh, By the yeah, way, Cal Peterson is, was I, put cool on waivers. Down. I'm and cool whatever. down. Cameron, yeah. thankfully, made sense of my rambling. Because he does make a great point. Because, again, the injuries and everything. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, no, I think I think your anger, it's just a culmination of last night was just a, an exclamation point on a, a relatively tough month for the Flyers, um, which was a very important month for them. So, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But also, like, we didn't even talk about it, but Cal Peterson on, on waivers. No one cares. Oh, that's shit. right. Yeah, Cal Peterson. No one cares. No one even wanted him. No one's shocked. Him. Are you shocked? <laughs> Dude. My wife told me. She was like, Cal Peterson's on waiver. I was like, yeah. And she's like, who's the, who are they going to have? I was like, I don't. Well, I was like, Sandstrom's probably going to come up. But I was like, but it doesn't even matter. Like, by the way, Sandstrom, sorry. bad AHL numbers. Bad numbers in the AHL. Right. Right. Um, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah, so firstly, Penn State Harrisburg men's basketball team. Uh, they played Hood College last night in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Congratulations. Watching the game here with Tom. Nice. Yeah. They're down 60 to 51 with like six and a half minutes to go. And I and Tom and I are just kind of like, we have our hands on our heads. We're like, this might be it. This might be it. And I said to Tom, I was like, listen, if they're going to win this game, Hood has to go ice cold from shooting. That's how it has to happen. Uh, because Hood was on fire with threes. They were just, it, okay. it, it seemingly felt like they had hit 20 straight threes against us. I was going to ask, like, ice cold is in, they're not hitting anything. Right? Ice cold okay, meaning you know, they, they can't hit a shot. If, yeah. They couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Gotcha. And so, all of a sudden, Penn State Harrisburg starts to chip back the lead a little bit. A three here by Isaiah Eggleston. A couple free throws from Nate Curry. It's 62 to 59, but there's only one guy. There's only one guy that it matters when it's time to get the ball to him. That guy's name is Donye Baylor Carroll. And he pulls up from probably 27 feet, drills a three to tie the game. And then some time passes. It is 65-64 hood with under a minute to go. And this is old time. This, this is my style. But this is like Allen Iverson style basketball. Donye Baylor Carroll drives in, takes a step back long two, drills it with under 40 seconds to go to give the Lions the lead. Lions hang on. Win 72 to 67, and they are into the round of 32 of the NCAA tournament. Now, the reason why I'm bringing up all this was because I had the urge, the strong urge, to rent a car this morning and drive down to Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> and here was my plan, Cameron. I want to see what you thought, what your thoughts are. Okay. I was driving oh, still, down to Greensboro, North you, Carolina. You haven't, you haven't killed this plan yet. You're still considering this. No, no. This Tom killed this plan. Tom said absolutely not. Good. I mean, he's the man of logic. But okay. Um, I was going to drive. I was. We were going to do the podcast. I was going to immediately leave from Harrisburg, drive seven and a half hours down to Greensboro, North Carolina, watch the game. Like, because the game starts at eight o'clock tonight. Watch the game. Maybe they win. Maybe they lose. Who knows? Regardless, I then after the game is over, which will be probably be around ten o'clock, hop back into the car, drive seven and a half hours up back to Pennsylvania to Harrisburg, be back home Sunday morning at like five in the morning. I was dead set on this plan. And then Tom sitting here. Because that sounds Tom is- terrible. <laughs> terrible? That sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> like, the game would be great. That'd be cool. But it's just like me as I'm edging closer and closer to my 30s every day. I just That sounds so insanely exhausting for no reason. No reason. Just watch the game on your laptop. Why would so, you do that to yourself? Why would you spend money on memories? <laughs> a rental memories? car? Well, true. That's true. So it would be the cool, reason, I guess, the reason why I, I was going to – so Tom had done this a couple of years ago. He drove out to 
Massachusetts. Yeah, because the team was playing up in Massachusetts. I know. Yeah. Um, and it was like a five and a half hour drive for him. And he yeah. decided to do it all in one day. And he recalls when he was driving home to uh, Harrisburg, he recalls having such a horrible headache and being so tired and so miserable on the drive home that he like he looked at me and goes, I, I could never do that again. Like that is the last time I will ever be able yeah. to to go out, do this all in one day. And when I told him what my plan was yesterday, I was like, I'm really considering it. I've never seen Tom get so stern and so like annoyed, but he he was basically like an older brother. He goes, "No, you are not. I will fire you if you do this." <laughs> Good. I'm 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 glad Tom was there because Tom. It was a very logical. Like what I love about you is you bring the energy. You bring the energy to the idea. You light the fire. Let's get it cooking, and then before you know it, the train's moving. You know, and that's great because that's that's needed. That's very very much needed in certain things. But you need a Tom every once in a while, dude. Yeah, be like, <laughs> he was saving me from myself. Yeah, train train's going off the rails, dude. Don't do it. What's the what's the most driving you could do in a day trip, like without staying in an area? Like, could you do a four hour uh, road trip journey, like to and from, so eight hours total? Oh, like to to go back and come back. Yeah. So I'm not okay. Ooh. Okay. What I could do, or what oh. I want to do, what I'd be willing to do. <laughs> I guess, what I, I could I guess do. that's a pretty important that's an important aspect. Okay, good example. If if you were still living in Levittown, I was still living in Ben Salem, uh, and I said to you like, hey man, tickets, Flyers, Penguins, we want to go. And it's like, let's say the game's at it's a three o'clock ice ice drop, so or puck drop. So we would have to leave early enough to get there, like at around two o'clock. Game ends probably around five thirty. Are we are you insisting that we're staying the night in Pittsburgh or yeah. Okay, so you're definitely not doing the drive back in one day. No way. No way. <laughs> no, not if I don't have to. Like, I think I would probably go, if it's a thing of, like, an emergency with, like, family or whatever, it's like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that. I'll, yeah. you know, I go, I'll, I'll do up to four hours and to and from, like, eight hours total type of thing. But that's, like, in again, in the case of an emergency. In the case of, like, I just want to go see a game, the most I'll probably do is like two hours. And that's if like you catch me on a good day where it's just like, I'm feeling adventurous. And it's not in New that, Jersey, right? Fuck no. <laughs> no, I'm not driving 30 minutes to go see a game there anymore. I, they're, I'm not, they're not getting any more of my money. I, I it's, it's <laughs> absolutely not. I, why do you got to bring up Jersey? Why do you have to well, do that? Because, to me? because it's a funny story. Because it is. It is a funny story, and we'll and it now is. that we're on Broad Street Hockey, we'll have to just take a take like a day and just like talk about like. Well, actually, today might be the day. What did it's happen? Quick, in, what did happen in Jersey, Cameron? It's a quick story. It's a very quick story. Yeah, I had a family go reunion. Tell it. So I go. To, I go to. I go to a family reunion every year. Okay. It's actually called shout out to shout out to my family. It's called Cameron's Cousins Weekend because originally my name Cameron comes from my grandmother's maiden name. So their all last name was Cameron, or as we pronounce it, as I pronounced it growing up, Cameron. Um, so, yeah, I used to correct people when I was a little kid. They would call me Cameron because the Philadelphia accent. I'd be like, it's Cameron. And they'd Cameron. be like, whatever, you little <laughs> shit, and move on. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, so we always go every year. So I went this year, um, and it's in New Jersey. Um, I drove back from there, and, yes, I don't have Easy Pass. Yes, I don't have Easy Pass. And, yeah, I was going to pay... I, I went through the toll roads. But here's the thing. I had already been living in Massachusetts for two months at that point. I had already traveled back and forth between Massachusetts 
four times in the span of four months at that point between looking at apartments and between moving up here and everything else. That one trip home from New Jersey was more expensive than all of the other trips, not counting the moving expenses. I'm talking just toll roads, just just toll taxes and gas. That trip from New Jersey was more expensive than the any of the other trips combined in toll roads. And I never used, I always, I never had easy pass in any of them. Always used, always just went on toll roads every single time. It cost more to drive in New Jersey than it did to go through New York City. <laughs> How does that, and here's the thing, here's the kicker. It's not that it, it costs more. The tolls themselves were $6, $7, but I get one bill for each individual toll, three tolls total. Each one has a $50 administration fee that one so that's a hundred and fifty dollars worth of administration fees to send me a piece of paper by the way they sent it to me saying i had to pay it by a set date and if i didn't pay it by that set date it would be sent to collections i don't want to be sent to collections nope. right so when do i get it i get it two days my voice my voice is cracking because i'm getting upset two days two days two days before <laughs> it's due Right. So I'm like, well, how does that make any sense? So it's like you can appeal, you can appeal it or whatever on their website. I'm like, that's great. I go to check out the website. You can only appeal one port per 30 days. I have three of them. I have two days to pay them. <laughs> they got you. How, how, how is that acceptable? How is that acceptable? It's not. New York didn't charge me that. Massachusetts, which everyone calls a tax by the way, they didn't charge me that. <laughs> I had to pay $6 throughout the entire state of Massachusetts on the tolls that I did. But New Jersey, $161 by the end of it. It's a joke. What does the state have to offer that they're going to charge $160? What, do they what are we doing here? Camden? Trenton? Ugh. Ugh. Newark? Hard. MetLife Stadium? horrible worse oh the jersey shore that's a gem to be at right <laughs> what am i paying 161 dollars for i refuse it, it's yeah so that was it that's the story that's the whole story it pissed me off enough to just say i'm done i'm done I'm not doing this and anymore. never again i'm not gonna drive on your toll road that costs 150 dollars to drive on where oh by the way every time there's a 10 minute 10 mile per hour drop in the speed limit oh there's a cop just sitting right a state trooper just sitting right at that line every single time in new jersey and for you people listening to this podcast you know that you know that's true. You understand that. You know you, you, you feel got. me on that. You should just um, call it Entrapment City, that entire state. It's a joke. It, it's an it's a nice reminder as to why you were so hungry to beat the Devils in the Stadium Series game. In MetLife. In MetLife. Of all places. <laughs> uh we're gonna <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to pause anyway because I just spilled coffee. Hold on. <laughs> he spilled coffee. <laughs> While he's cleaning that up. I will say this. I did decide I'm going to take a road trip regardless today. <laughs> Cameron has to. This better be on our reels later on Instagram. I want this as one of our reels. Uh, but while Cameron goes to clean up, I guess I'll kind of bring. <laughs> He's got the whole roll of paper towels. That's hilarious. Um, so I'm taking a road trip. I'm going to go home. To Philadelphia. Not going to the Flyers. I, I don't know. I'm not going to the Flyers game. Um, going to go see my parents, Cameron, for the first time since, I guess, Super Bowl Sunday. 
Uh, I told my mom I wanted to go out to dinner tonight, and I thought, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so I am taking a road trip, and that's good. It's about two hours from Harrisburg to get home to to Ben Ben Salem. Ben Salem. Um, anyone that listens to the show that is from Ben Salem, I just want to make a couple things clear about the state of Ben Salem, because I live in Harrisburg, and or at least the part that I live in Harrisburg is so reminiscent of what Ben Salem was in like mm. 2005, right? It, you know, the traffic wasn't really that bad. And uh, uh, there are still plenty of businesses. The highways are all right there. Everything's still right there in front of you. The traffic in Ben Salem is, quite frankly, absurd. And it has no reason to be where it is. Street Road, especially near Parks oh. Casino, is a joke when it's it terrible. comes to the traffic. Terrible. It's This is one of the worst towns in all of you know suburban Philadelphia. But it doesn't take away the fact that Ben Salem sucks. And I can say this. I went, listen. I went to Struble Elementary School. I went to Cecilia Snyder Middle School. I went to Ben Salem High School. So I'm as Ben Salem as you get. I feel very qualified in saying my town sucks. I get that. I get that. I mean, the traffic, yeah, the traffic is insane in that area. I, I mean, I like the Ben Salem area. I think it's a great, there's a lot to do there, which is great. Um, you know, Parks Casino, there's a lot of like nice restaurants and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I've I never. I've been to the beer garden in a while. <laughs> I actually, I never went. Never? Not even when no. we were working for the Fanatic together? No. Oh. No, there's never, okay. there's never like moseyed over there. Like it was always there. I was just was like, eh, you know. I do remember this is when we were working, when I was working for Fanatic, Freddie Mitchell making me get him like six coffees because he, he was joining the show. I forget which show he was on. It might have been with Trey Thomas at the time. Okay. And okay. He just, he kept asking me to run over and grab him a coffee. I must have grabbed six for Freddie Mitchell. <laughs> at night and then um someone went up to like greet freddie mitchell and freddie turns to me and goes he that guy had no idea who i was and i'm like you know freddie like you had like, a couple like pretty big moments like obviously you had fourth and 26 and you had um the game against the vikings in the playoffs in 2004 outside of that oh you caught donovan McNabb's scramble uh heave in 2004 as well outside of that there's not a whole lot of reasons to remember you. I remember you as the guy that trash talked Rodney Harrison before Super Bowl Thirty Nine. Ooh, 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 bad decision, yeah. Freddie. That didn't bad, work out. Bad decision. Not Rodney Harrison. I hate Rodney Harrison, but not him. But I will say that I will say this. I will say this. Ben Salem has probably in the area in like the I would say I don't know mile radius, but like within like a thirty minute radius, um, probably has the best outdoor. Hockey rink. Um, oh, the one we for, went to. Yeah. For Roll the um, Yeah, but they they redid it again. It's very, very nice. I got to go check that yeah. out when I'm home then today. Oh, the rink is tip top. Very I remember nice. we. Uh, very nice. I was the only one that was playing on sneakers when everyone else was on rollerblades that day. Yeah, it was, it was exhausting, wasn't it? I wished I had had a pair of rollerblades. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I was constantly uh, cutting too, and my sneakers were just terrible at that point. So. Like I, I felt like I was running on coals because it just got so hot. Um, but yeah, I got to go check out. I do like their outdoor rink. I used to play for the Bucks County Bears football team, and so like, oh no way! Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, know that. My football. my cousin did as well. Actually, yeah. Bucks County Bears. Um, <laughs> if people listen to this and they're just like, I don't know, and they're just like, what is happening right now? If well, yeah. here's what this I don't is. Blame them. This is a relaxing Saturday uh, podcast to get you through into game day tonight because, and we can bring this right back to the Flyers. Listen, yeah. 
this is a game they should win. Like, I still believe that they're a good team, and I still believe that they're better than the Ottawa Senators. But what do we know about this team? Well, they can choke a lead. And they've done it now a few times this season in instances against teams that they should not be choking a lead against. If they blow a 3-2 to two lead in the third period against the Colorado Avalanche, so be it. That happens. Right. If you're going to do it against the Florida Panthers, the Boston Bruins, the New York Rangers, fine. But the Blue Jackets, the the Capitals, the Senators, multiple goal leads against those teams, can't do that. It's no. just not acceptable. And we have put up with enough, and we have put up with enough, to know that we know what good hockey is. We know what it looks like in this city. And you've teased us with this with this play of brilliance throughout the year. It's March. Don't throw this away now. Not to us. If there, we 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 want so badly to see you in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, Cameron, this team in the playoffs, they'd lose in the first round of the Carolina Hurricanes. I understand that. Yeah. But it would mean a lot. This particular team, go at least getting into the playoffs and getting that experience, I think that would mean a lot to a lot of Flyers fans that have been so passionate about following the team and the rebuild, especially in this in these last two seasons since Tortorella took over. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's. I think it's also important for where this team's headed. Um, mm-hmm. It's mostly important for that. At the end of the day, it's even if they do make it, like don't get your hopes up too too much. It's they're yep. still they're still far away. But but yeah, it would be very very disappointing to because like you said, you put it the best. I mean, they they teased us with with good hockey, mm-hmm. with showing that they were capable of playing good hockey. So now the don't expectation is at that level. And and if you're going to, if you are going, to, we don't expect the Flyers to win every game. But like you said, the games against the Capitals, game against the Ottawa Senators, you got to win these games, especially against the weaker East opponents. I expect you to beat stronger East opponents at some, at certain points, certain games. Weaker East opponents, there's no excuse. You got to we got to win these games. I expect have them to win, win tonight. I expect them to yeah. come on. I expect them to be angry going into mm-hmm. tonight's game. Going with yeah. a snarl, hit Giroux, hit Kachuk, hit someone, hit anything yeah. and put the puck in the back of the net. That's what I'm asking for. Yeah. Like I love Giroux. I will always love Giroux, but you got to let him know it's not his building anymore. No. It can't you be. You have to. Because it has to be a changing of the guard. It's a new era, right? It's a, it's, it's a new era of orange is what I'm told. That's yeah, what they and, plaster yeah. everywhere. Make it so. So, with that being said for the Fly Guys podcast, my name is Justin Goodart. This has been Cameron Klein. We hope you enjoyed this little bit of a change of pace talking. You know, second half of the show talking, just shooting the, shooting the wind with one another. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Fly Guys Podcast at Cameron Klein 15 at Goodhart Justin. Uh, be sure to follow Broad Shoot Hockey at Broad ST Hockey and check out the other amazing podcasts that we're doing there, such as Fly Purbly and Broad Shoot Hockey Radio as well. Be happy, be healthy, and as always, the Fly Guys Podcast is presented by Bet Online. Let's go, Flyers.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.